So when chaos ensues and stress becomes overwhelming and uncertainty floods your life, to make clear and confident decisions for yourself or your family, it's important to take a step back, prioritize, and keep the main thing the main thing. You are listening to the Cornerstone PrepCast, the podcast of Cornerstone Prep. You know, as humans, we are so hardwired to respond to pain or pleasure, or both. Um, we pursue what feels good and we avoid what feels bad, right? And, and this really carries with it a, a number of positives, things, you know, discipline, maybe it's painful, so it's powerful. We can correct children and guide them, or the positives, we can reward people, pain or pleasure aren't in and of themselves, necessarily bad. Oftentimes, though, um, what we really want, where where we're really going, and what really matters is going to involve temporary pain and short-term sacrifice, maybe even long-term sacrifice. Um, when things get difficult and challenging, or, you know, God forbid, overwhelming, um, even painfully chaotic, um, what we often have a tendency to do in the flesh is to shift our focus from what we want most and where we actually want to go to the present circumstance or the pain where we currently are, right? For, For a parent, um, you know, you want your kid to be strong, self-sufficient, able, responsible, skillful, kind, you know, empathetic to the needs of others, able to, to make it on their own and be successful, um, you know, with, with, with a job, with family, whatever that case might be. But when they have a conflict, somebody said something mean to them or something is going on, when they're in pain... Are we coaching them to that end of we want to see them confident, strong, able, self-sufficient, all of those kind of things, able to take on the world? Or are we just intervening to stop the pain? Do we have a plan and a goal for when that pain comes? I'd encourage you to think about that before it happens. Oftentimes, our pain can pull our focus from what we want someday to what we're experiencing today. And switching focus comes at a cost. Taking our eyes off of where we're supposed to be onto where they're not supposed to be can come at a cost. It's especially difficult when that's weighing on you. It's really hard. Soldiers in combat, they're they're presented with a scenario. If if you're taking fire from the enemy and and the, 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 the man or woman next to you is hit, what do you do next? You know, some say, oh, you check on your buddy, make sure they're okay. And I mean, some people might say, just get out of there, run, you know, save yourself, you know, whatever. Um, but the, the, the correct answer, the way soldiers are trained is first, you have to return fire. The enemy is firing upon you. Your first responsibility, even more than somebody who's hit, wounded next to you is to deal with this threat and keep your focus there. It's actually the best path to 
saving your friend's life and ensuring that no additional harm is done. You deal with that first so that then you have the freedom to deal with this other thing. And I think that that comes down to, as a little bunny trail side note, when we're dealing with something like a bullying issue, somebody saying unkind things, the first step is stop the bad thing from happening, then speak into it, right? If you're dealing in crisis, if you've ever dealt with a young person in crisis, it's very hard to help them see past. But we as the adults have to maintain that vision past the present pain so that we can still work with those kids so they can get there. Somebody in the scenario has to maintain the vision past the present pain. So the question is, as it is with that soldier in combat, what is the main thing? What's the most important thing? This is really important. And at Cornerstone, look guys, we are in a chaotic world right now whether it's coronavirus, social, political, whatever, pick an issue. It's not difficult to convince people that the world is really chaotic right now. So what is the most important thing that in the chaos, we at Cornerstone Prep and you out there as humans on this side of eternity, what's the main thing? That's a good question. That's a great, that's actually the question we have to consider so that when we pause and step back and prioritize, we can know where it is that we are going, how we're going to get there, and why this all matters. Um, So what's the main thing at Cornerstone? Let me share a story from the Bible. Um, And if you're following along at home, I encourage you all to to, to track along with this, have some conversations with your children, study this on your own. Um, Forty years after the exodus from Egypt, the, the Hebrews stood at the edge of the promised land. I mean, soon they're going to enter in and there's going to be warfare. There's going to be chaos. There's going to be many, many present challenges. God is certainly guiding them and teaching them and training them along the way, but that doesn't mean it's not going to be without difficulty. Okay, they tried this 39 years, actually 40 years before, and you remember what happened. The spies became overwhelmed with the size of the enemy. The giants in the land became too much of the focus, took their focus off of God's word. What was God's word? God's word was, go in. I'm with you. Do not be afraid of them. That's what God's word said, but the focus on the giants and the enemy and the the difficulties became overwhelming, so much so that it cost them not only their lives in the long term, but 39 40 years were spent in the wilderness. They missed what God commanded them. So now, after this long season in the wilderness, um, the, the, the Hebrews have circled back around. They are at the Jordan River, about to cross in. And what does Moses do? Moses is 120 years old at this point in time. Remember, he spends 40 years in Egypt, 40 years um, in Midian, and then 40 years in the wilderness. And here he is, the leader, Moses, getting ready to to commission the people to go in. Remember, he's not going to take them in. Joshua was the one who is commissioned to do that. But Moses' final, you know, hurrah or whatever we want to call that, before they go in, and they're going to deal with difficulty, they're going to deal with problems, they're going to deal with chaos and challenges and warfare and strife and difficulty. That is coming, and Moses knows. So what does he choose to do? He reads the Torah to the people. He reads it to them. He reads 
God's word to them. And to, to check this out, uh, uh, go to Deuteronomy chapter one, and we kind of see what happens here with Moses. These are the words which Moses spoke, verse one. To all of Israel across the Jordan in the wilderness in the Arabah opposite Suf between Paran, Topol, Laban, and Hazroth and Dizabab. So what he's doing is he's speaking all of these words. Later on, um, verse 5, across the Jordan in the land of Moab, Moses undertook to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God spoke to us at Horeb, saying, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Turn, set your journey. Go to the hill country of the Amorites. So, He's going to go through everything. And Deuteronomy is often called the second telling. He kind of retells the story. Okay, and this is really important. So why does he do this? It's a good question. It's a question that we should, should ask. It's a good question. Ask your kids. Why do you think Moses did this, guys? Hear what they say. It's a great conversation. He doesn't give some rah-rah speech. He doesn't do the, the George Patton with the American flag in the background, you know, hey, you know, get ready to go, you know, take down the enemies in World War II. He doesn't give that. He reads the Torah, the word of God to them. And I think there's immense wisdom in this that we have to glean for us today. So why does Moses do this? Well, there's definitely, as with many things in the Bible, there's certainly a number of credible reasons. I'd like us to consider one. Moses does this to remind the people of their history and the purpose of their freedom. That purpose was to live and glorify the God that delivered them from slavery because he swore a promise to their forefathers that he would never leave them and that they were going to be taken from there so that they could be a light to the nations. God's preeminent, um, you know, just, just, just beacon of faith to the world that is inviting people that are sinners in, in a world filled with darkness to be a part of God's community. This is an amazing commission. That's why they're being brought out. One of many reasons why. This covenant, the one that God made with them, this covenant, Moses reads, this covenant these words, these values are what united these people. They're a mixed multitude, different people, different hopes, dreams, races, sizes, shapes, genders, skills, gifts, etc. But with one common mission. And that mission brought them together into a community unit. The mission, okay, this God's word is what united them to become Israel. This little tiny nation that shocked the world with the power of God. Moses focused the people on God and his word and the faith that bound them together. When things get chaotic, it's difficult to look beyond that current pain or pleasure, whatever it might be, that's a distraction. And we miss God's deeper commission for humanity, namely himself through his word by faith. That's the commission. And Moses, now here they are at the Jordan, ready to cross in, knowing what's about to happen, the difficulty that's about to come. And Moses reminds the people and prepares them for this. And even basically says, this is going to be extremely difficult. You're going to be under duress. 
And when you are under duress, when you are faced with difficulty, remember God's word, right? That's what, remember this when you go in so that when, not if, when it gets difficult, when it gets confusing, and when people are mad, and when people are disagreeing, and they're arguing, and they're fighting, and the media is just trying to split everybody apart, or whatever else is going on, when all of that happens, be strong and courageous. Stay the course. Don't get distracted. Focus on God's word. Words echoed by Moses' protege, Joshua, when he took the helm and led the people forward into the land after Moses passed away on the mountain. So here we are today in a very similar situation. We might not be going into the promised land. We might not be, you know, about to go into physical warfare. I'm not suggesting that, but I would say we are in a somewhat chaotic situation in the world today. Uncertainty about schools, uncertainty about politics and government and insert an issue And wow, is it chaotic. But I would say we have a shockingly identical mission to the one that Moses reaffirmed to the people of Israel before they went in to their chaotic world, a a place of uncertainty where they weren't sure what was going to happen next. All they were promised was that God would be with them. If they were strong, courageous, and followed God's word, he would never leave them nor forsake them. So we are cornerstone. Community of people, different races, nationalities, political affiliations, hopes and dreams and abilities, learning styles, family compositions. We have a broad spectrum of people here, but we have one mission that we share. It's the same mission that God gave Moses and that God gave Abraham and that God gave Isaac and that he gave Noah and that he gave Jesus the disciples and every and the apostle Paul and the and and so every other person that's walked this earth that has come to faith and walked in faith that same commission we enter into their like think about how cool this is we enter into their likeness in their example, by choosing this path that we walk together in faith and love and truth, and we do so courageously. What an amazing commission. We get to do this too. Wow. I got, I got goosebumps thinking about it. And here we are by the banks of the Jordan, metaphorically speaking, with the same commission. What a cool thing. There are many things in this world that will distract us from this. We cannot be sleepy or tired concerning this. We have to have a sharp mind and realize there will, because the mission is so important, there will be distractions. Things are going to try to derail us. The pain, the pleasure, the whatever the case is, we have to stay vigilant One of the most dangerous things too, where it gets really murky, oftentimes isn't this what's really evil, good versus evil, but it's sometimes the difficulty in discerning between what's good and almost good. Little tiny things. The idea of deception is that we don't realize we're being deceived. And I think we all have to maintain humility in realizing we're all susceptible 
That's why we need God's word. That's why we need a community of people committed to the same mission. There are a lot of causes in the world. There are a lot of, um, you know, organizations and um, crusades, many of which even bear a righteous facade. Some might even have some righteousness in them, but those things are not our mission at Cornerstone Prep. The world's chaotic, all of the spiritual darkness, the coronavirus and politics, whatever the case might be, has created a lot of difficulty in this world. And unfortunately, a lot of these things have even bled into the body of Christ, to the church, of which Cornerstone is a member of the church, largely, right? They present a very real threat to our mission. As believers, you know, like giants in the land, they're a real thing. We're not dismissing that, oh, they weren't really giants. They were giants. That wasn't the issue. The issue was that they weren't believing God and his word. So there are real things today. There's actual social, political, you know, medical problems in the world today. We're not minimizing all that. We're just trying to make sure that those things, that we keep proper perspective, that those things are distractions from the main thing. And once we allow these peripheral things to become the main thing, we get divided, we become vulnerable from the enemy. So our mission requires a unity, faith, followers of Christ and God's word in this mission to work together towards it. When things get confusing, frustration runs hot, it's going to happen. It's going to happen this year. We have to pause like Moses did, recall our history our values, our commission, and where we are going. Remember where we're going. Our emotions are not our ally in this endeavor. We have to neutralize our emotions to allow our values and God's word to be the thing that guides us. Bring your emotions along with you, right? But God's word is the guide. Anything other than that is a distraction and are things that we have to root out together by the grace of God. So at Cornerstone, we are here to support a family's calling by helping teach their kids and training them up biblically for God's glory, period. That's it. Because we're keeping the main thing the main thing. Whatever allows us to educate and teach children five days a week in here, that's what we're doing. The same holds true for politics social justice causes, whatever these other things are that are not fighting for the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ through a biblical framework, they are a distraction. That's why we do not endorse non-biblical, non-Christian organizations or allow this influence to come into the school and everybody's picking a side on whatever that case might be. Whether it's um, Trump 2020 or Black Lives Matter, or whatever an issue is, these are not the main things. And we are choosing at Cornerstone to keep the main thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ and the word of God, faith and education. That's it, period, the end. To be unified in purpose, to not let these other things become the things that we pursue, but the things that we have to keep our eyes on Man, we can do it.
by God's grace. We're focusing on these things. And by the way, adults out there, kids need the adults in their life to maintain this emotional discipline so that they can grow up. We're training them. Look beyond the present pain. We want these kids to be responsible adults that are, that are strong and ready and leaders in this world. We have to be the adults now. They are going to be more emotional than us. We can't take the bait or fall for the divisive distractions that are so easy and they are in our face, right? So easy. Now, I'm sure for many of the Israelites, right, the path before them to the promised land looked scary. It had to. It certainly was for their parents, you know, when they stood there looking 40 years back. But what an amazing opportunity the Lord put before them if they stayed focused. And even though they had challenges, ups and downs, they did. They made it. Kind of amazing. So we stand in a very similar place today, ladies and gentlemen. Our charge is to stay focused. It is undoubtedly one of the most challenging times in the history of schooling. We are here as a community of believers committed to staying fixed and focused on the truly inspiring goal to bring about God's glory and encourage the world around us to join the fight. We can lead the charge by example, and we can do it together. It takes a community to do it. Remember when the two spies went into the promised land 40 years prior, God didn't say, well, you go in and everybody else will stay back. You win as a team and lose as a team sometimes. So we need all of us working together, supporting each other, encouraging each other. Your good day might be God's grace to you to encourage someone in their bad day. Keep that in mind. When we do this, miracles happen. Now, we might not see C's part, but we see lives transformed and the gospel going forward and kids choosing every single day. I'm going to do the right thing today. When they fail, they get back up. They do it. Okay, that, that striving and that is the greatest miracle of all. So, Ladies and gentlemen, when you feel this year, when you, when, not if, when you feel overwhelmed, either now or this year, remember, you will pause. It's okay. Take a deep breath. Take a step back. Prioritize. What is the main thing? Write it down, by the way. This could be a great tool, you know, like write it on your mirror at home. Write it on, you know. Where do you go have your quiet time? When you're stressed out, when your kids are making you crazy or something's going on at school and that teacher is just, oh, that teacher just hates, or whatever. Go keep the main thing the main thing. Focus on that and then look around you. At Cornerstone, one of the most amazing things that we have is a community of people committed to that, that have your back. They're going to encourage you when you're going through that. Let's fight together with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our minds, all of our strengths, and support and encourage one another to stay on the path. For God's glory, let's make this the absolute best year that we've ever had. By God's grace, we will. We love you guys, Cornerstone. We'll see you this year. Peace. <laughs>